the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about building up wealth and understanding the world today, dealing with retirement. Uh, we, as we talk about every, I mean, every week lately, it's you know for a year or two now, it's been like the world is rapidly changing. We've got a, a lot to talk about on the show today. We're going to be talking. I mean, the, the major bank failure happened here uh, Friday. Uh, we're going to be discussing that. The markets are uh, moving around quite a bit. Uh, what's going to happen there? Uh, what, you know, what's happening in the world today? But but first, we always like to start to talk to sh- uh, the show about the importance of, of saving money and building up wealth. And, and, the, and the key to that is our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That save aggressively and invest conservatively. That That's going to get you want to save a minimum of 10 percent plus the company match. Get you to 13 percent, which is which is where you need to be for retirement, and that 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 that's where that's the, the 401k, the 457, 403b. These are the most successful wealth building programs out there right now. Outside of a home, nothing even comes close. And so, take advantage of it. Make sure you're saving for your retirement, saving for your future in this world of of, of high inflation, record high deficits. Uh, out of control spending. Uh, you know, we're never sure what's going to happen in the future, and it's it's the important to say. But and the U.S. is really behind most other countries in the world. I mean, we talk about China with savings rate over twenty percent. Other countries too are the savings rates are eight, nine, ten percent. The U.S. right now is about four percent, and we really need to sit there and pick up the pace on savings. So continue to save money, and, and continue. If you're not there yet. Talk to your HR person. Talk to the people you need to to to, to sign up for your 401k or to increase the savings instead of a, a couple percent, getting up to five percent or ten percent. And you know maybe work up slowly if, if if things are tight. But 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 build up that savings and, and make a, make a commitment to build up wealth for yourself. And that's the way to do it. Save aggressively, invest conservatively, take advantage of those plans. Now, wow, what a week. Uh, you know, we, we've been cautious coming into the year, and uh, the, we were very cautious last year. Uh, did quite well, uh, I, I think, navigating through this. This, 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 this what's been a very tough stock and bond market, one of the toughest since 2008, and for the bond market since the 1970s. I think we've done a very good job navigating through it, uh, and, and, and everything. It, it's it's. We, we, we've maintained cautious. We said it's going to be kind of a continuation this year of last year. I think that's what's playing out. Uh, a big event happened this week. There's a bank called Silicon Valley Bank out of uh, out of uh, Silicon Valley, out of California near uh, near San Francisco. It's the 15th biggest bank in, uh, in the United States of America. Uh, to over 220 billion dollars in assets. Uh, it, the bank failed this week, and it, 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 it didn't go well at all. Uh, the uh, they shut the bank down midday, which is uh, you know I've watched these things, you know for for, for decades. And, and typically, what happens is you know things aren't looking good at the bank, and then you know 
The bank, you know, five o'clock comes, the bank closes five o'clock Friday afternoon. Oh, bingo. Uh, over the weekend, the bank's taken over by the government. This time, the bank got shut down at, at, at early, early in the morning. Uh, almost immediately, uh, there was money pouring out of the bank. Uh, the, I've seen some things up to $40 billion was taken out the couple days before that. This was, I won't say this bank, the bank was clearly in trouble. Uh, they had kind of a mismatch between deposits and, and investments. This bank had a higher percentage of loans versus most other, other uh, higher percentage of mortgages at governments, more so than most. Over 50% was, was, was securities like that. A lot of, most banks have car loans, auto loans, the loans to companies, and it's kind of a matched book. And so you sort of have an idea of, of, of when the deposits, this, this bank, it had, uh, it had a large amount in, in, in mortgages, and they sustained losses. And, 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 and what happened is, is, is there, there was a genuine 1930s-style run on the bank. Uh, you know, I, I, we've seen this on the balance sheet side of this is what brought back. We wrote, look, we famously wrote about this in, in, in 2007 uh, about there was going to be an investment bank fail. We thought it was going to be Lehman Brothers, but it turned out to be Bear Stearns. We laid out the case for the balance sheet. That was a run of the, uh, on the balance sheet. Uh, it, 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 the same thing happened with Lehman Brothers. There was a run on the balance sheet. They lost credibility. They lost lending capacity. This this was this was a, a, a like I said a, a, an old fashioned run on the bank. They, they their, their their policies were mismatched. They'd raised additional capital. I think if the depositors hadn't pulled money out, uh, I think the bank would have probably muddled through it, raised more capital, and continued on. But but. But this, it's, it's an unusual bank. This is this is a really big deal, and uh, we we done some uh, research on this uh, over the last uh, 24 hours. Actually, we were doing some the day before, uh, looking into the bank. Here, this is this thing reminds me of a couple things. It reminds me of the old Penn, Penn Square Bank. I think it was uh, in Oklahoma, kind of the center of the oil and gas world. Uh, in, 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 at the time, they were the they were the biggest one of the biggest players out there uh, in lending. Texas Commerce, other ones are bigger here, but but they were big players, and it went under. It, it hurt the oil and gas industry. <clears throat> 1990, Drexel Burnham Lambert failed, the fifth biggest investment bank in the United States. And they again, it was a special thing. Drexel handled junk bonds. They were the junk bond king. Michael Milken. Uh, you know, I knew a lot of the, a lot of players in that era, era uh, Ben Pickens uh, and some of the others. And, and we were actually doing doing some different things in that. And and so, but that was that led to a uh, kind of a the Penn Square hurt really hurt the oil and gas industry. Drexel Burnham Lambert really hurt the uh, hurt a number of of. Uh, of of junk bond traders, uh, and not traders, but uh, but companies that relied on, on on junk bonds or high yield bonds, as as they're euphemistically called today, uh, they they somehow were able to shed the junk bond philosophy uh, moniker, and so what so what we saw is is that that affected the markets for a number of years. Now. It's gonna, I think it's going to be the same thing with this one. Uh, th th this is a specialized bank. Th they dealt with 40, I I've seen 40, 50% of the, of the venture capital in California, of a lot of anyone that was big in venture capital banked at the bank, <clears throat> numerous small companies banked at the bank, startup companies uh, uh, in, in, in technology, in biotech, in medical uh, you know, I saw a story that you know the Silicon, uh, a lot of the Napa, Napa Valley, the wineries banked at that bank. That, that, that this was this was a this was an interconnected bank, and so I think we're going to see some things on that which we're going to dwell upon uh, on this as well. But so so what happened is this was an unusual bank because. Most banks, you go to a Wells Fargo or something, there, you know, or, or most even many small banks, there's a lot of little depositors. There's some big depositors in the bank. This had what happened is during the tech boom, 
their, depo their deposits, they had $61 billion in deposits in 2019. It went up in 21 to $289 billion, right at the top of the tech bubble, and then it went to $220 billion in, in assets. Well, the money came in so quickly that, that they couldn't really diversify. And so what they did is, is they purchased they purchased treasury government securities, but about about let me see here about the majority of them were were uh, they purchased eighty one eighty billion dollars worth of of, of mortgage backed securities, and they had some treasuries. They had twenty six billion in treasuries, ninety one trillion in mortgages, and go with me for a minute and. It, it, the, another thing, I have $80 billion in mortgage excuse. This is the key. Remember, interest rates have, have surged up. The 10-year has gone from effectively in 2020 to you know, about 0.5% up to, up to uh, about hit 4% this week, which is a huge run-up in rate. So these mortgages, which were two- or three-year mortgages, suddenly become long, longer. The, the, the maturity on those mortgages, the duration went up. It extended out because, like, you know, if you've got a three and a half percent mortgage, you're not selling your house because mortgage rates right now are six and a half percent. You're just going to stay there. So you might have flipped your house and gone somewhere else. Well, now you're like, hey, look, I've got a good mortgage. I'm just going to build on an extra room. I'm going to redo the kitchen and we'll just live with this great mortgage. And, and so that caught them. That created losses you know, at, at the bank. And, and, and the other thing, the other problem which made Silicon Valley different is there's a huge this was right at the top of the tech bubble we just talked about that 61 billion up to 220 billion very quickly this was a lot of of of, of ipo money that came there the the the, the 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 companies were banking at the bank uh and and they had their own money at the bank and you know you well if you're gonna if you know we'll 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 fund your your loans at the bank we'd like to have your personal money at the bank and so there's a lot of people that had a lot of money at the bank uh, it, now, understand, banks in the United States, they have an FDIC insurance of $250,000. Well, a lot of people had millions at this bank. They, if they sold out a company, if they sold their company out, they might put 25, 30, 50 million, 100 million at the bank just to sit there and see what it's going to do. You know, maybe they'll have, have 100 million, uh, 50 million at TD Ameritrade uh, with us, or, but they, and then they'll have, you know, uh, a, a certain, uh, you know, 50 million over at the bank. I'm just, it's just an example, by the way. They don't have 50 million with us. But, and so th there was a lot of people with a lot of money at that bank. A lot of different companies had a big chunk of their, a lot of companies have a lot of cash out there right now. So they got money with Goldman Sachs. They got it with TD Ameritrade, which we use. They have, they have some money at the bank. It, 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 and so you had an enormous number of depositors with way over the, the limits. Well, once the bank started getting in trouble, they're like, oh my God, we could lose this money. You know, if, if you're a depositor, if you've got 250000 at the bank, you're like, you know, you got your money. To, you're not going to worry too much, but because, you know, look, even if the bank goes under, you know, the bank's going to reopen the next week and you're going to get your money back. Well, that's not the case with these bigger depositors. They lost $40 billion Thursday. Uh, it's what I heard Thursday. Friday, the, the cascade of orders came in, and, the, and the, the government shut it down. And so, so this is a very unusual situation. But here's the problem. Well, tell you what, we're we're coming up on a break. But the, but the, I'm going to expand upon this. Is is what we talked about earlier. Four, it's at least you know forty percent is probably a pretty good number of, of of the venture capital people of a lot of the company the smaller companies were all banking at this bank. All the tech companies. These guys are in trouble now. Their bank is shut down. They, they probably have more money at the bank than the two hundred fifty thousand. Some of these people are worried about payroll. They're worried about their lending. They're worried if the bank's going to open up. All across California, and quite frankly, probably parts of Austin, people are very worried. Okay, so this is this is a game changer. It's a bigger thing than people realize, and we're going to talk about this and how it's going to affect things right after this quick break, right here on the Max Up Saving Show, and how you can get through it. By the way.
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Hello. We're just talking about the the failure of, of of Silicon Valley Bank in California, and how I I think I won't say it's it's it, I think it has some similarities to Penn Square, uh, the bank in Oklahoma that failed the big oil bank, and also Drexel Burnham Lambert. I, I you know uh, Drexel was high yield bonds. All the, the, the you know the takeover guys were in there. Uh, uh, you know, Boone and Carl Icahn and Bellsberg, all these people were were using the bank. And a lot of companies were growing. You know, they were taking on, uh, you know, uh, uh, junk bonds, uh, you know, based on the work of, of Michael Milken at the time that lower lower quality bonds actually, if you look at the long-term record, had a pretty good record of default better than people thought. And that, that was kind of misused into a lot of leveraging of companies, and that, that really led to some big changes. I, I think the Silicon Valley, look, I, I, I mean, this thing is right. I, I was talking to a number of venture capital people last night on the phone. They're, they're clearly very concerned. Uh, you know, they, they, I think it's, it's going to be, it, it's going to make uh, lit, uh, some of these things tech. I think a lot of the money in tech, uh, medical devices, medical technology, uh, fintech, all of those things, it's going to be a little tougher because all these guys, you know, uh, the, 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 what's going to happen is, 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 is they're going to need more cash, that there's not that much cash out there. Uh, I think it's going to cause a lot of companies to tighten even further. I think you could see some more layoffs. Uh, and, and and so so this is a I'll go back to it. I've seen two numbers: forty or fifty percent of the venture capital in California was was done at this bank, or people banked at this bank. It's the small cap startups and all this stuff. I mean, this is right at the heart of Silicon Valley, and it blew up. And 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 so so I, I think I think this is really going to. I mean, things already weren't that good. A lot of companies were hunkering down, and. And I, you know, I've seen at least I, the, the the numbers just keep coming in. 
on uh, 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 from companies. Just to give you some uh, example, Roku uh, has uh, I think twenty percent or so. They have uh, 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 couple, uh, over twenty billion in cash. There, uh, BlockFi, Roblox had like three billion. It's just five percent of their cash. Uh, there's just numbers of companies: thirty-eight million, seven point nine percent of their cash. Uh, DNA, DNA had a little bit in there, about six percent of their cash. Uh, the uh, BlockFi had, had two hundred twenty-seven million. So just this, you know, they, they had their stuff spread out some, but it, it still hurts and it, it scares people. Uh, USDC, which is a stable coin, they had uh, they had three point three billion of their of their forty billion dollar stable coin money, and, and so this is this is a stable coin that, that. So if you if you bought the stable coin, they had cash, and they would just put it they put it in a bank or a safe place and buy treasuries with it. And so they were diversified, but but all of a sudden, you know, there's there's 3.3 billion dollars they don't have, and so this is this is going to get the, this is going to get the 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 uh, the Bitcoin the the blockchain coins. Uh, this is going to hit them. And this is going to hit uh, technology. It's going to hit medical technology. It's going to hit fintech. It's going to hit 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 the wider. It, it's going to hit a lot of things out there. So so I think it's a real concern. This is on top of a market that's already breaking down. Uh, you know, it's rallied, came back up, uh, and, and it was up sub. Now I think all of the markets are down year to date, and 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 the S and P 500s broken the 50, broken the 100, and broken the 200-day moving average. That is not good at all. And and this looks like a continuation. Of the bear market that's going on out there, and so I think you have to be continue to be cautious as we've talked endlessly on the show, uh, you know, for the last year and a half on these markets. It's it's kind of a continuation of of of, of something that's worked out. This is this is when, look when Silicon Valley put this money in mortgages, mortgage. You know, remember they had mortgages were about three percent probably at the time. Mortgages are six and a half. They're closing in on seven percent. Earlier this week, there's a lot of losses throughout the financial system, as there are in people's portfolio. We had the worst bond market since the 1970s, at best case. And there's people, as we talked about on the show, there's people making cases it's the worst since something 17, 1890, or is it seven? Actually, it's 1790. I mean, think about that for a minute. And so, this is showing you that there's still a lot of problems in in the system. And some of it's been papered over, but it's kind of kind of, kind of continuation. Now, what are we going to see Monday? A, a couple thoughts. This this is the issue right now they're dealing with. The, the the Treasury is heavily involved in this. The FDIC is in there. They're going to have most likely the bank will be up and running Monday morning, which means. If you got two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can get it out. There's all the money. Actually, if you got under two hundred fifty thousand dollars, that's probably the safest bank in the U.S. at this juncture because the government's taking it over, and and they're going to try to make sure the checks go out, uh, the checking accounts all work, and everything is functioning at the bank. They're going to be calling everyone up saying your loan is good. We're not going to pull your loan because it, they they, they want to stabilize the situation. Uh, so I, that that be kind of be my guess. They're they're in there. They've been working. Uh, uh, they're going to be working over the weekend. They've got the FDIC's got experience in doing this. Uh, it, but understand, uh, this is the biggest, second biggest bank failure in the United States after uh, Washington Mutual. So it's it's a big bank failure. Uh, in, in a way, it's not as big as a Lehman Brothers or a Bear Stearns. Let me be real clear about that. But it's a good sized bank. It. It, this is going to be the question, and this is the tough thing to figure right now. It, 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 this is what the question is: What do you do about those funds over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Now, the easy answer is: Well, they didn't have uh, deposit insurance, and I, look, are they wiped out? No. There's assets in the bank, and they they put in two and a half billion some recapitalization the week before. Uh, they, they, but they could lose some of the money. They could get haircutted on it. So, so what does the government do? I mean, the government maybe goes in there and tries to figure, hey, what is this thing worth? Maybe they go, look, it's going to be, we're going to give you eighty percent of your money, 
uh, you're going to have a, a voucher for the other 20%, and we're going to make see how much more we can get out to get you above that. Maybe they sit there and go, well, look, we're worried about a run on the financial system across the, the U.S. We're just going to guarantee everything above that in this case. It, it, it's a very difficult decision uh, uh, to do on that because because all these CFOs of these different companies, or, as well as wealthy people with money over that in banks all over the country now are like, uh-oh, what is this? Well, you know, I didn't know this could happen. This pretty much came out of nowhere. I mean, this is probably – this came out of nowhere as quick as any financial crisis I've ever seen. Uh, I think the only com- thing that, that's been quicker was – the crash in 87, and, and we were expecting that crash and because of the portfolio insurance. Uh, we weren't expecting some type of thing here, but but this just popped out of nowhere. I mean, uh, I, I, literally within two days, which is really unusual uh, situation. And, and so I think that's going to be the key thing to watch in here is is how how is this handled? I, I think the Treasury is kind of running through the same scenario that I just talked about on the show. And so, because they want to calm things down, uh, and I do want to emphasize, I, I, this is not a matter of, of really the bank making a bunch of bad loans all over the place. And I, I think there's some bad loans that they have in, in the tech sector, but the real problem was a mismatch of, their, of what's called their book between the deposits and the loans. Uh, it, it, they, they, the money came in so quickly they couldn't put it out on loans to you know home loans or corporate loans or you know different types of loans. They, they had they, they just bought treasuries in the maturities of the treasuries when interest rates went from on the ten year went from you know point five up to up to four percent it, it it made those those bonds worth a lot less and that created losses for them if they, if they would quite frankly if everything would have stayed the same over the ten year period probably wouldn't even have been a problem uh, probably if they could have rolled through for two more years. I, I think I don't think there would have been a problem. They might, have, you know, they needed a little bit of extra capital, but but it, it's a very unique situation. But but it shows you the da- the dangers out there of a run in the bank because this is I, I I really like I said I have not seen we've rarely seen a run on the bank like what happened. I mean, there's been I don't even think there was a run on the bank in the Penn Square. I, I you know they, sometimes they lose their their funding. Uh, really, they lose their uh, th- their their funding uh, uh, in, in the repo market or something else, and they just can't not the repo, but they they lose their fund. But th- this was a this was they lost forty billion dollars in basically forty eight hours. Uh, I, I think at the time they had about two hundred billion billion dollars, and so uh, you know, but they they lost twenty twenty five percent of their deposits in in well less than forty eight hours, and probably twenty four hours, which is truly extraordinary. And so uh, the, the problem is these guys are so deeply embedded in, in Silicon Valley, in the in the technology, uh, in, in these different areas. So we'll have to watch and see. I, I think it's just this is just a symptom of some of the other things that we're dealing with in the world today. Tell you what, uh, if you've got any questions uh, or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. We'll try to get them answered. So let's take a look. Uh, as I said, uh, the uh, some of the ramifications of this. Uh, th- this week, uh, the S and P 500 was down 4.55 percent. Yeah, again, this is this is too, look. I really think the market is supposed to br- to break it down ahead of it, made it worse. Hey, do we have a phone call coming in? Hello. Yeah, do you have a call coming in? Oh, great. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Okay, I was just curious um, if this bank failure would maybe cause the Fed to maybe reverse their position on raising interest rates and, and how that would maybe affect the markets in the next six months. Just got, I'll hang up and just listen. You just uh, Just comment on that. Okay. Oh, you just went right to the heart of the matter in this case. Look, at the beginning of the week, the, 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 I think it was like 67% chance the Fed was going to raise 50 basis points in, the, in a meeting coming up here at the end of the month. 
Uh, it, it already the, the Fed funds is about 4.57 percent. That was going to take it over 5 percent. Uh, there was going to be another meeting after that. I think at, at the moment, I think we're looking at they're talking a quarter basis point. I think they're going to do a quarter basis point depending how things if, – if this thing gets smoothed over quickly, they're going to probably try to go the quarter. I, 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 I tell you what, the, the deeper I dig into this, the more likely it could be no rate increase right now coming up here uh, because I do think they really want to try to stabilize the, the market. Uh, to me, uh, uh, one of the bigger deals about this is is this really big – there's a lot of really big money out there. I mean, it, it's been rubbed in everybody's faces. You know, people are buying, you know, $30 million homes in Aspen or the Hamptons or, you know, L.A. And, and you know, $100 million, $200 million homes and flying around in G6s and, and everything else under the sun. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think I think that – that this is at a minimum going to slow down the, the the movement. If you look at the at the, I mean, this, this question really goes to the heart of the matter. If you if you look at the uh, at the treasuries, uh, the let me see here. I could, the, the the ten year went ten year went from four percent earlier in the week to three point seven percent. That's a big drop. The two year went from five point zero five to four point six percent. That's a big drop. Uh, it, 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 that's just it, 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 we have what's known as an inverted yield curve. It got more inverted because rates are starting to drop even more uh, right now uh, uh, be, be because of, of this issue. Uh, so the answer is, I think it's it, at a minimum it slows things down. There's a possibility that they don't raise rates because this this thing. Do uh, we have to see how whether it spreads or not? Now here's the issue. This is what the Fed is dealing with: is do they do they maybe not raise rates and stuff and maybe take it down? But but if you look at 1970, uh, twice they they took the rates up and down twice and had to come back in as the inflation re accelerated. So I think they're going to try to most likely not cut rates, but they might just not raise them. Is is the most likely thing with the hope that that's going to stabilize the financial system. And, and, and if they start cutting, I would be – I don't think that's quite as bullish because that means this is spreading to some extent. That's kind of a long-winded answer. But I think at a, at a minimum, you've taken 50 off and probably 25 – for sure, 50 basis points is off the table. Uh, I think it was 20 percent uh, midday Friday, uh, a chance of a 50 basis from down from 67 percent earlier in the week on 50 basis points. Probably by the end of the day, it was at zero. And, and the question is, are they even going to do quarter point? Uh, uh, this this is the real key. Uh, this could be near term, uh, most likely a top in the in in in, in the rates uh, in here right now. Uh, this was this was. It, it, it's interesting if you look at a uh, J.P. Morgan, for instance, just because we happen to be watching that, we're not in it. But J.P. Morgan. Uh, Let's see here. J yeah, J.P. Morgan on wait, wait, Friday, Thursday. Bear with me. Thursday, Wednesday. On Tuesday, suddenly started plunging, and what I think happened was, I think uh, Silicon Valley was out trying to raise money. The word leaked out, and I think some big hedge funds started started heavily shorting the financial sector. It held up on Wednesday, and then. It actually broke the 50-day because we were watching it. It held up a little bit and then completely collapsed the next day. It ultimately, for the week, it went from about 143, bottomed at 127, and then they managed to rally it to 133. So this, I mean, if you know, you could put J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank America, uh, you know, American Express, you could, all the financials suddenly started dropping pretty precipitously. And, and so this is something we want to watch closely. I think you want to continue to have that defensive game plan on the field. Uh, as, as we talked about, uh, you know, we, we, we've been talking about one-year treasuries, 18-month treasuries, 5%. This is good, 4.8 or whatever. You know, it, this was an opportunity, two-year treasuries. I mean, I, I still kind of I stand by on that. I mean, it, it's, it, it's not a real 
exciting thing, but we've been saying, look, a 5% treasury, a 5% two-year is a pretty hefty, if I can go get 5% for, 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 you know, for two years in safest investment in the world, it's a pretty good thing. Now, here's the other question. Back in 2007, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we've got a quick break. We'll be right back after this quick break and right here on the Max Up Saving Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Look, today we're discussing, discussing the failure of Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, in Silicon Valley, next to San Francisco, uh, kind of the heart of, of technology in the United States. Uh, the the uh, company is, I think, SIVB. And uh, this was, I've seen a couple numbers, the 15th biggest or the 18th biggest bank, depending on how you rank them, in the United States. This is the, 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 the second biggest bank failure since Washington Mutual. Uh, and you know, th- the question is, th- th- it's it's a special bank in the fact that it's so deeply embedded in Silicon Valley in the in the in the the, the, the company startup the venture capital world, and 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 so this is going to have ramifications in the technology sector. Uh, it's 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 a very unique. Uh, really, it's the first bank I can I can actually remember where there was just a genuine run on the bank, a 1930s style run in the bank where people they weren't at the, they weren't at the door. Uh, you know, waiting in line. But what the, what they were is is they they were sitting there and uh, 
you know, they they took $42 billion. I think they had $220 billion or 200. I've seen a couple different numbers, $200 billion. Uh, they took $42 billion out Thursday. Uh, bank opened up uh, Friday morning. That, 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 that you know, the, 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 there was a line to get to start wiring money out of the bank. They were they were negative almost a billion dollars in cash to call the Federal Reserve up, and they said, Sh-. I don't know, the Federal Reserve or the regulators, California regulators said, shut the bank down. And, and it was it was a genuine run of the bank. And the problem was, it was kind of unique in the way that there were so many investors. There's 150 billion dollars in the bank that was over the insured limits, which means all these people possibly have problems now. And so the question is, does this spread? They're going to do everything they can to make sure it doesn't. Uh, and uh, and so this is something we want to watch. I, I do think. It requires you. It, we're pretty. We're very conservative for managing clients' retirement money at Max Out Savings and Advisors. Uh, this is something that goes back. I mean, we, we talked. Look, in 2007, we wrote that the bank that we were one of the first people out there that said the investment banks were going to fail. First person on the radio, I promise you, that that said it, we were going to have failures in the Wall Street banks. And we laid out the case and showed you the balance sheet, and there was going to be a run of the balance sheet and showed you why nobody did that. And uh, it, it, but, but as we went through that, we we very concerned. We had we were more in treasury money markets. Uh, we we avoided regular money markets. We tried to avoid what we any any way that systemic risk could hit us. We tried to be cautious. Treasury money funds. Uh, you could have uh, treasury bills. Uh, tre- uh, you know, a 30-day, 90-day treasury bills, short-term treasury note. There's something called BIL, which is – we actually own uh, quite a bit of that, which is just a – I think it's a Goldman Sachs 30, 90-day, six-month treasury bills ETF. It's pretty simple. It's BIL. Oh, and by the way, it's B-I-L. Okay, B-I-L-L is a <clears throat> is some type of tech company, and, and so – do not buy that. Uh, and, and we actually, you know, one time bought someone uh, that by mistake, and, uh, and and we had to correct it. It wasn't cheap, but so it's B I with one L uh, in there. But but I, I would be taking a hard look at to make sure you're you're further up the quality spectrum. I mean, you always you always want to run defense. Uh, in the investment world, and I think that's something we're really good at. So, so this is something to see. We're, we're going we're to do a little bit more research on some of the treasury money markets to make sure that 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 that, that they're that they're very short-term money markets, but but they are. That's probably safer than a regular money market. And the yields, quite frankly, aren't much different right now. Although that could probably change in the couple weeks uh, in the weeks coming up ahead. But but in times of crisis, you always want to go. You want to go higher quality. Now, if someone comes up and offers you, uh, you know, during during the pandemic, uh, we're getting eight, nine percent on some investment grade bonds. I mean, we're like some of them were just above investment grade or even just below. But like we knew the company's rock solid. We, we'll take a risk then. But for for your money market fund, you're you're not getting any big returns on that. So you want to be more careful. So we would go treasuries. Okay, okay. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hello, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, good morning, Ted. Uh, I have a question. Uh, uh, basically, the topic you're talking about brings to mind uh, credit default swaps. If one wants to know what credit default swaps are trading for a particular company, where can you get that information? Uh, typically, Bloomberg. Uh, some bro- yeah, brokers should have that in many cases. Uh, they typically get it off the Bloomberg system. Okay, so so basically it's a it's a certain symbol, and you can you can see what the what the swaps are normally trading, and and if I guess if you see a a spike and something like that, then obviously you may want to kind of monitor things or something to that effect. So. Yeah, yeah. And a cre- the credit default swap is simply if if it goes in default, it's like buying insurance, and if the credit default swaps get real expensive. Then that means there's a potential problem with the bonds underlying them. Right. So yeah. in the case of this particular bank, uh, did anybody look at that, or or what was the story on that? 
You know, I don't think they did. I, I you know, I, I, like I said, I, I, I you know, there, there was about a month ago, there was some questions to Kramer about it. And Kramer said it was a good bank that, you know, he liked the bank and everything. I really didn't see, this wasn't way up on our radar. I, I tell you what, I think I'm as good as anybody at catching things out there and really ahead of time. This one came out of nowhere. And the reason why there, there was not a, a bigger problem well, it didn't more notice is because it was there was a run on the bank, and, and so if this would have played out like normally, but it here, oh, they have problems at at at, uh, uh, at uh, Silicon Valley National Bank, you know, uh, their their credit default swaps are going up or other things. There really wasn't much out there on this. All of a sudden, people I think got an idea that rates were rising again, and their bond portfolio was already underwater, and and then all of a sudden. That their money started coming out of the bank, and then, and then as soon as they announced that they'd recapitalized, there was so much uninsured money at that bank that people go, "Oh, I had no idea that they needed a recapitalization. Get me out!" And then it just it fed on itself. Right. Now, one Very other unique. one other follow-up question to this is uh, with respect to the smaller banks. You know, the, the the Fed does their stress test on the major banks, the Wells and the J.P. Morgans and the Bank of Americas, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't think anybody really has to be concerned about the major banks because they have to undergo these stress tests. But does the Fed require stress tests for these smaller banks? I think they moved it up to 250 million. So there's, it's not quite as stressful on the smaller banks, and that, quite frankly, I think had more to do with the tremendous cost of doing those things. Uh, you know, they 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 watch them pretty closely. I I think most of the Texas ones are in pretty good shape. Oil and gas is doing well. This is, I, I think, somewhat of a unique situation. But the, but the problem is is you know does this does this spread? I think the key thing to watch is is what happens to all these uninsured depositors. I mean, there's a lot of, the problem is that's a lot of big money and, and, and that's a lot of smart money that's stuck in that bank. Uh, and, 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 and it's high profile money is, 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 you know, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but it's not a bunch of Missourians or, you know, Oklahomans or something. You know, this is Silicon Valley, you know, the heart, you know, heart of Silicon Valley. That, those are a lot of high profile people that have money at that bank. And that, that's going to be a problem. Do you think do you think this bank has any any assets since it's under receivership? Do you think that this bank has any assets that would, say, attract a major bank to want to because I'm assuming that at some point the Fed's going to want to shop this bank, right? Or oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Just going to, they're just going to stay in control over it? Or oh, I mean, no, no, no. Here, look, here's the deal. If you can get in there and you can take over the bank, all of a sudden you've got relationships with all the, the, the major players in Silicon Valley, and you're kind of the white knight that comes in. And, and, and you, you know, that's a very, very valuable franchise there. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, they have a lot of – look, the, the bonds, as we talked about, the 10-year the, the dropped from four to uh, – it dropped uh, uh, 20 base, 40 basis points today. Uh, that makes those mortgages they just they, – they own that were kind of underwater more valuable now, and, and they're probably going to – the rates are probably going to drop some more on the longer end. And, and so that's going to stable. They have assets in the bank. The problem is, is you know, when, when 20, 25 percent of your depositors – Want their money back right away? Look, almost no bank in the United States can withstand that. Quite yeah. frankly. Well, I, I was just wondering if 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 the vultures, the 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 Wells and the the J P Morgans and B of A's and all are going to be kind of circling this thing to, you know, eventually oh, yeah, absolutely. acquire it. Yeah. yeah. So, look, what they just want is they want a kind of a guarantee of their minimum loss, and then they're going to come in. Most likely, something's going to get done over the next couple of days. I would think. Uh, because yeah, because it, I. I, I remember uh, J.P. Morgan. I think they, they they didn't they take over Washington Mutual, I believe. Uh yeah. I, I forgot who that was. That was it. Was it them or Wells Fargo? I think it was Wells Fargo. Uh, what it was? I, I, I okay. don't know. I, I thought it was J.P. Morgan, but anyway. But uh, anyway, I guess I guess that's what I was wondering here. Is it looks like they're going to be shopping this bank to the large money banks, and yeah, I guess it'll go from there. I guess it's very valuable. But yeah, the other thing, keep in mind, is I said there was high profile. Look, that's probably the biggest Democratic donor base in the country is at that bank. Mm. Something to think about. So, mm. I don't know. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks for, the, for your insight.
Yeah, it's, it'd be, it's, we'll see what happens, Monday. They're going to try to stabilize things, but I think this shows with your retirement, you want to continue to have that defensive plan in place. We had from 2009 up to 20, you know, 2021, about 12, 13 years of a pretty much free ride. We, we had the COVID that came in. The Fed flooded us with money. That's going to be difficult to do again, and everybody got bailed out. Uh, excuse me. And uh, so... Uh, so, so what, 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 what we're, what we're looking at here is, is, is it's going to be tougher for them to take rates back to zero. I think the earnings are still slowing down in companies across the U.S. Uh, I, I think many stocks are still overvalued up here. As we said, we have a defensive plan for our clients right now. And I think you want to continue to be cautious overall. Uh, by the way, it's, it's the, uh, Houston Rodeo. I talked to a lot of rodeo, uh, to, to a number of cattle people. You know, stopped by the rodeo, and it's always fun going and talking to the people in the in the uh, the cattle barn and places. But but uh, cattle cattle prices are the highest they've been in in, in a number of years. In 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 the cattle herds are as low as as uh, they're uh, a little under over twenty nine million uh, cows, but they're the lowest since nineteen sixty two. And, and this is part of this continued effort to try to get rid of cows. Uh, and that's actually talking to a rancher from New Mexico. Uh, he, he has, uh, you know, tens of thousands of acres under lease. And in one area, that it's owned by a liberal, of course. They wanted him to get his – he doesn't have a whole lot of cattle. They wanted him to get it off. They're claiming it's polluting the streams. But it, it, and I, I know who it is. The guy's a big liberal, Davos type, so most likely he doesn't want any cattle on anything he owns. And, and this is kind of a continuation. This is causing high meat prices, which is making inflation worse, which is another example of this of this nutty global economic forum agenda, you know, making life miserable for the American people. So something to think about. Uh, looking out, I mean, where do we go from here? I think we see we, let's, the important thing to watch is how do they handle the uninsured deposits uh, at the Bank of Silicon Valley. I think everybody's watching that. And remember, underneath it, the market's broken down underneath all the moving averages over the last couple of weeks. This is likely to cause, the, I think, this, the 55 6% uh, Fed funds that there was a lot of scare talk early week is, is off the table. Likely the highest thing is a quarter point. I, I, they most likely not even going to raise at the next meeting. It, it, if they stabilize things, they'll raise. If not, they're not going to or they could even cut. So we'll have to kind of watch and see. I think this is a game changer and it's changing the investment world, but I'm not convinced this is such an opportunity that's gonna cause the bottom in the stock market because I think that this is gonna cause, the Silicon Valley bank failure is gonna cause ripples across the economy. We have to watch and see how that plays out. And that's what we're gonna be doing next week. Uh, interesting, uh, uh, some of the things, uh, oils, oil went down, to, gold went up. Uh, treasury treasury yields dropped, as we said, 4% to 3.7. Gold went up. Uh, that, that that jumped up about uh, $50. So so we're again seeing these shifts in here, and and I, and I think I think this bear market continued. You have to have your business plan in place. Anyway, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, and request an appointment. Or at least we're sitting out our new Max Out this week. Uh, go to the website. We'll see you next week right here at the at, at the Max Out Savings Show. It's maxoutsavings.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.